What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another show from Boys to Men. I'm your host, Terry Mr. King. And I got the truth in the building today, man. This girl, she does a little bit of everything. Uh, she's a fitness guru. She's a, a musical guru. Uh, she's a, a life guru. She's a uh, editing guru. Uh, damn. She's she, she just a guru all around. Uh, great person to be around, great person to learn from. And uh, I'm glad I got her on here finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah finally. Hard trying to, you know, I, I know you're scared. Schedule, yeah. Schedule here, mm-hmm. little hell. We're here. Yeah. But I'm going to allow her to introduce herself because, look, she actually don't need no introductions. You're based from uh, Pensacola, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, my name is Faith with an E. That's F-A-I-T-H-E. Yes. I'm an artist, a producer, singer, songwriter, um, musician, photographer, videographer, sports performance coach, personal training. Um, those I, are my that's my list right there. I told y'all she does a little bit of everything. Yeah. She's a, a guru, educated, degreed, a guru, I had to put it ru, add extra ru to the. Oh yeah, but uh, Faith, give them a little bit about your backstory, man, because uh, um, yeah, well, so I was born and raised here in Pensacola, Florida. Um, been spending all twenty three my uh, years here. Uh, went to. Uh, Brown Bars Middle School, uh, West Florida High School, and then I came on to UWF for college. Played basketball for years here. Um, kind of got involved on campus by doing my music, and um, I became a Zeta. Yep. Part of a Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Um, yes. What else? Uh, I started, I picked up photography in college too, because uh, I couldn't work uh, at first. Uh, I was working my first two years, my freshman, sophomore year, and playing basketball in, in school. Um, but I, once my studies picked up, I had to do my clinical hours and stuff, so I didn't have time to work. So I just I bought a camera, just started snapping around campus for free, and then um, that started to pick up and take off. So that became a little thing for me. That's how I got into photography. Then it you know went on to videography. Once I graduated um, with, I was a double major. Um, I got a degree in exercise science and athletic training. Um, and once I graduated, I started training, working with athletes, uh, and then personal training, so working with the general population, just trying to um, increase awareness about fitness and your health and helping people get in shape and whatnot. So, um, And I'm currently pursuing my master's in exercise science right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I have going on as far as, like, uh, my background. See, I told y'all she does a little bit of everything, and she and she's still pursuing more things on top of that. Oh, and if y'all don't know, uh, this is the person that actually uh, in the intro. That's her uh, for all from season one, two, and actually every intro you probably hear on this thing. That's her. So uh, go give her some downloads. Go look at her stuff on YouTube, Instagram. I oh, know not Instagram. Yeah, Instagram too. But you know, I you know iTunes and Spotify, wherever her stuff at. Find it. Yeah. Just find it. Cause check look, me out. Check her out. Hey, yeah. Yeah, she yeah she 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 the shit. Just let you know. Hey, yeah, I know y'all yeah, vibing with the music. All right, so let's get into this. Because <laughs> I think the biggest thing is your music. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think it reaches so many different people in different cultures, different everywhere else is the music because it's, it's such a impactful, impactful thing. Mm-hmm. So how how did that all start anyway? Um, well, I I look at music as a, a big part of my life. I grew up in the church. My mom and my dad, both are musicians. 
they were ministers of music at my church, so they led the music ministry and stuff like that. Um, they both play keyboard, they both sing, and I was always at a choir rehearsal on a Friday night uh, growing <laughs> up, um, you know, in church all day from 8 o'clock to like 2 p.m., Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> on Sundays. So that was the majority of my elementary and my middle school life. Um, but yeah, I grew up in, in the church. I started playing piano when I was in like kindergarten at uh, Pensacola Christian Academy. I went there. I, I, I played for like Pensacola. Uh, yeah, but then uh, I stopped pursuing it after, you know, I left PCA because, uh, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. here. Like yeah. I stopped playing piano. Uh, well, I stopped taking lessons when I left. Uh, PCA, but I'm still playing on my own. Um, I picked up a viola, which is kind of like a violin. Um, yeah, it's same smaller, thing. It's a smaller one. Uh, no, it's a bit bigger, and the tone is deeper. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So I picked that up in third grade. Um, I played that all through high school. I mean, middle school and high school. So all the way up till I graduated. And so I was actually, my senior year of uh, high school, I was trying to decide on whether to go to F FSU and be in a music program uh -huh. and play basketball somewhere. But so I had already got accepted into FSU, and I was going to FSU. Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah. What? <laughs> I had already planned, but um, I played in the All-Star game at Pensacola Sports at uh, PSC. Uh -huh. And um, Coach Yelton up here at uh, UWF saw me, and then she brought me on. Right there, and I was, I mean, I would much rather not pay for college <laughs> and then to go Damn. and have the pay. So, um, yeah, that's how that worked out. And then I picked up, uh, I started making beats and stuff on my laptop uh, using Ableton Live uh, when I was, like, 15. Okay. Uh, started on my computer just doing stuff at home. I originally, originally just wanted to record myself singing, but I started to, like, put sounds together, and I was able to put my chords on there. And um, so I, I took that and ran with it. And that's really how I got into actually making music, making songs, and releasing it. Uh, SoundCloud was my biggest thing in high school. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And so it just carried on uh, to college. And I had a, was able to build a platform here using the campus, um, performing around campus. I sang the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> basically, almost a lot of the events here, um, yeah. I was blessed enough to be able to sing at the Volleyball D2 National Championship. Oh, um, damn. Yeah. And that was on, like, ESPN and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, that's where uh, – that's how it got started, really, church. Hey. <laughs> Long story church. Hey, <laughs> Long story a, a, church. Lot of, a lot of great start in church. Whitney you know Houston I mean? started in church, so you never know. Hey, this Aretha, next week. Like, hey, so many people. <laughs> the, the, the gods of the, of the music all started in church. Even mm -hmm. Elvis Presley, I think. I'm think not so? Presley. I don't know. I ain't know white people didn't go to church like that, but mm. but <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh, but yo, all right. So that's how you got started. Yeah. And I know you you did uh, go to uh, American Idol that one year. I did. I auditioned in uh, twenty nine. I think it was. I want to say two thousand nineteen. Okay. Um, I went took my keyboard over to Mobile. Nobody told me they didn't have an outlet, so I couldn't even plug in my keyboard. So I was Damn. carrying that thing the <laughs> whole no time. And then I got up there. And I had, didn't have anywhere to plug it in. Um, yeah, I, I auditioned, and I literally remember like they they do it like seven at a time. Come to a section, and y'all each sing a song. Y'all line up and sing a song. Yeah. I was the last one in that section, so they would pick like pointing and talking right there. They stared at me for the longest. And they was conversing, staring at me. And then they wrote and they said, you guys, I'm sorry. Um, 
nobody has advanced or something like that. And so that kind of like broke my heart. But it, right. right when I look back on it, it's not really a big deal. But right yeah. then, by then, I was oh, like, oh my god. Oh my no! It's the moment that people be waiting for. Yeah, and you then, feel me? Like, yeah, but yeah, it is what it is. That's their loss. <laughs> a, a true, because uh, I think that year another person from Pensacola got on. Uh, Yes, Dwayne Dwayne Crooker Crocker. Yeah, he went on the. He was on American the Gospel too. Yeah, he was. Uh, I know Keila, Keila was on the Gospel one. Keila Richardson. Yeah, but I think he he went on the Gospel one too though. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. People don't know Pensacola actually got a lot of musical inclined people, yeah. but uh, I got the greatest one on here right now with me. <laughs> yeah, because uh, but no, like I can imagine that that was devastating. Cause yeah. Um, at that time, this is because I have a, my expectations were high, okay. but um, I just think there's a different path I need to take instead of that commercial, that industry type thing. I'm more focused on you know building my brand individually, yeah. taking that uh, independent route. Yeah. So. Hey, independence. Where is that? I can have control over your image. I, yeah, you know what I mean. Because so. you get in the industry, you see a lot of these people that uh, they start one way, but then you see how they get. Corrupted by mm-hmm. how they want to brand you, yeah. Because like the baby, for instance, like he probably got some other talents or other styles of rapping, but mm-hmm. he came up off this one style. Now the only thing, every time you listen to one of his songs, it seems like it's the same, it's the same. Yeah. same thing. And yeah. so I don't want the, I don't want them to be able to take the the fun out of the music. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if they control what what y'all want me to sound like, what y'all want me to, you know, represent, like. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that's not selling you. my soul. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's what they be talking about with selling the soul. Yeah, in the that's, music industry. it's a yeah, it's more so of a metaphor. Everybody think, yeah, everybody think they people signing uh, they, they life away, <laughs> they life away, but to, technically it is. But so, who's your biggest inspirations as far as in the music though? Music, I would say, um, growing up, Janelle Monae was a big one, a gospel artist, of course, um, Mary Mary. Oh, oh, cool. Oh, I grew up. Hey, everybody. I had hey. a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't know. They don't know about that days. They don't hey, know about hey, that. Hey, what? I had. My, I think my sister had a purple one. I had a, a silver one. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It was kind of heavy to carry. You got to carry that shit in your hand what? and you run. But I was doing it happily, listening. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. <laughs> hey, I was. Hey, people don't. Hey, that, those are jams. But yeah, um, Mary, Mary. <clears throat> I have some. Um, classical music influence, uh, you know, I grew up playing that yeah. viola. Uh, Janelle Monae is one of my artists, artistic influences because she's her own person. Yeah. And um, like I was talking about, she took that independent route. Instead of, you know, trying to be what the labels wanted her to be, she kept doing her thing and she let them come to her. Yeah. Same thing with Russ. Um, I discovered Russ on SoundCloud, you know, uh. way back when. And um, just to see his come up in the industry and how he did it himself, the independent route, yeah. he let them come to him. So, um, big Drake fan. Um, <laughs> the, go, it, the goat. The goat. For real, like when Drake first came out, I promise you, I was that. I was the biggest fan of his. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk around the hallways. Everybody used to get tired of me. I'm singing some Drake. <laughs> I'm talking about Drake. No, but um, yeah, Drake. Uh, Kanye, as far as producing, oh, yeah. uh, like his his ear, he's he's a genius as far as music goes. Yes. Um, uh, all his old stuff, my brothers put me on that stuff. But those are some of the main ones right there for yeah. sure. 
Cause look, I I remember Drake when he first came out. Uh, I was in like high school, I think, or middle school. Mm-hmm. I know it was, the mix. It was middle school for me. Okay, so if it was middle school, that means it was like uh, I think a freshman year of high school. Yeah, but Drake freely came out. I was like, man, I knew him from you know the grassy yeah. and shit when he got shot and got put in the wheelchair. And I was like, yeah. I said, well, he was rapping on that a little bit. I was like, oh, that's just scripted shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but he was really doing hey, that. Hey, <laughs> when he started with Cash Money, I think, uh, what was that? Uh, ooh, baby. I he was on that one. Uh, I love your sister. Yeah, Bear Rock. Yeah. I was like, that's that nigga from the grassy. Yeah. I was like, I was like, well, shoot. He made it. He he, he legit. And like that, that's it. Yeah. He, that's somebody else who was doing his thing and just let, they let, him let it down. happen. Because, yeah. uh. Him and now Kanye, my friend, uh, my best friend at the time, Nick Nicholas Williams, he put me on the Kanye. He was like, he's still the biggest Kanye fan mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's a Yeezus disciple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he followed in the Yeezus way, mm-hmm. but um, it was 808 Heartbreak. That Ooh, album. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Yes, and uh, what song was that? Uh, I can't remember the song, but I remember it was such in the techno beat. Like it sounded like robotic, Robocop, probably. Yes, oh my god, I was like, okay, hold up now. Yeah, I know exactly what song you're talking about. Yeah. When I say that, that man was in his bag on that one, and honestly, and this is off kind of off topic, but I think he paved the way for everybody who using that auto tune, that yes. R&B type hip hop thing. Yeah, he was like one of the first to do it. Yes, and, <laughs> and him, and then I think he brought it out and allowed T Pain mm-hmm. to really help. Like he brought it out, but T Pain pioneered the way for yeah, the auto tune. That's true. That's true. Because like everything T Pain did was auto tune, and I was like, until I heard him sing the national, I was like, oh, he can really sing yeah, in real life. That's like, the thing; he can really sing, but Kanye can't sing. Yeah. But he, you know, how rappers using the auto tune these days? Yeah. He was one of the first to do that one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, and then yeah. he brought out the glasses. Everybody yeah. back in the day had those the glasses with the lines, yep. the Jesus man. What was that from? Um, Heartless. Yes. Or yeah. yeah. No, that's the song. Heartless. Oh, cause uh, wait, was yeah, was that? Is that a song? Okay, album. The woman so heartless. Yes. Yeah. 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 Man. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you be so heartless? Yeah. And when he graduated, then I was like, oh. <laughs> why you had to graduate? Yay. <laughs> but no, he, I understand. Like music is always you got to always keep growing and developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you see? All right. I love your stuff, like, to be honest, like, bro, I be listening to it, be jamming out, you know, I drive, and I'll be vibing, and sometimes before I come on here and get the mood right. For sure. But, all right, where do you see, what's your vision for your music? I know you said independent route, but mm-hmm. everybody got a vision where they want to reach and, you know, be. So, what's your vision? Um, of course, um, I would like to be streaming on, like, like my, I'm streaming internationally now, but the numbers are not what I want. Wanted to, and it's, yeah. It's not necessarily about the numbers either. I just want to be able to reach yeah. a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like my me- my music has a message. It's dear to me, oh, yeah. and I take time to release it. I just want people to hear it because I feel like I can make some type of difference, or it can influence or help somebody some type of way. I just want to be on a bigger platform. Um, yeah. I want to go on tour. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> That's my first like big goal that I'm working on. I want to be able to go on a tour. Um, I eventually want to have my own label, like uh-huh. later, you know, in my career after I get started and make my mark in the industry. I eventually want to build uh, some type of platform to help other artists, oh. uh, give them a 
you know, a way into it as well once I build my connects and, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's really the big thing. I want to have my own studio, gym, and photography studio all in one. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. All right, so if you can, you can do a collab with any artist of any time frame, any time period, dead or alive, who would it be? And why? I'm going to say Prince. You don't even got to say why? Because <laughs> you said any time period. So I would, if somebody was alive, I don't know who I would choose, but Prince for sure. Because genius and yeah. musician. Yeah. And I think it'll be easier to see where he coming from and just to like be in a same space as him, see how his mind works. I just know what we'll comes up with something crazy. I know, see how he dissect everything. Because mm. every artist dissects things completely different. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh. It, it's just like barbershops. Shout out to my barber because he's kind of mad because I went to a different barber. He ate, no, you didn't. Well, no, he, he wasn't. Did. I, ain't, I, I cheated a little bit. But, oh, my God. But when I got to hurry up and get done oh. and get some stuff. Shame on you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. And think about it, everybody in that barbershop had cut my hair sometime before. So mm. I feel like I'm not really cheating. But if you're not there when I need to get my hair cut. Was it cut, an emergency? Yeah, I had like her, you needed I, it? I, like, I had to get in right then and there so I can get out to go to my next appointment. Okay. So, but, yeah. I cheat on my barbers a lot, all of them. Oh, because they all know, like, hey, they got they, there's a rotation. It's a rotation. <laughs> it's a rotation. Oh my god! So when when once, <laughs> when I get tired, when they can't, I can't come in when I need to come in, and you can't come cut me. I go to the next barber. You're a player as far as the barbershops go. But they all cut me. They cut me clean. They know how to cut me. So oh as long as the cut is clean, I'm it good. It don't even matter about it's all the other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> this is about my haircut. I'm, I'm just trying to hurt and look good so, you know, I can get on camera. The relationship <laughs> don't matter. I love all of them. Yeah, I might have to start giving them all Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. I just let them know that you appreciate them. I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. They just need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's you somebody. should probably do that. <laughs> I might need to do that sooner than yeah. later. The next thing I'm like, going to, I'm like. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, he really ain't going to come back no more. Uh, oh, I think they really will do that for me. All right, so I know you are big into fitness. Mm-hmm. All right, did that come from basketball first or just in general just like? Um, Let's just say I was I motivated. I My first motivation to get in shape was – I grew up, but I was kind of, I was overweight. I was chubby. Wait, you know? what? Yeah. When I was younger, I was, yeah, chubby, man. You was a little fat baby. Fat. I had all types of nicknames. And you know Butterball, what? Was Butterball one of them? Huh? Was Butterball one of them? No, uh, I had Bone Crusher as one of them. God damn, you, you were that? Know, I wasn't uh, even that fat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's dramatic. A, that's, they, they bullying over here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, shoot. Um... But that was only one person, you know, but it still stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's like, look at me now. Tell him, look at you now. <laughs> oh, no, dad, like, dead serious. <laughs> Can't nobody tell me nothing right now, and I'm not even, not even where I want to be or where I know I can be. Um, yeah. But really, um, just my major was exercise science and athletic training. I learned about how important your health is, really, and how much control you actually have over your life and your body yeah. and how it responds to different things. Um, so my goal now that I graduated, I just wanted to show that awareness to people who don't have that type of knowledge because people don't, although it's known what you eat really influences your body and stuff, people don't really, they don't believe that. So I'm just trying to show them like, look, this is a better way to live. 
um, you know, this is your body. Take care of it, right? Yeah. Take care of our cars. Take care of our houses. But you don't take care of yourself. And this, this, this is the only one you got. <laughs> our hair will be looking nice, but our, you know, hey. arteries are clogged. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I, my, my grandma, she's that person that, I'm, I'm, oh, I can eat what I want. I'm like, all right, you keep eating what you want. That's short mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, I put on a lot of these different cleanses I find yeah. and everything. I said, well, dang. See, so you going to do this. I'm going to do this. You got yeah. You're on this cleanse right now. Like, the last one we did was, like, uh, two months ago. And it was, like, a month-long cleanse that she had mm-hmm. to do to unclog her arteries. Okay. And, look, she was supposed to go in to uh, – she had to go to the heart doctor because they said she probably had a clogged artery and everything. By the time they got in, they said, oh, nothing clogged. And I was like, ha, wow. sh- that shit working. So I was like, well, I said, now, nah, imagine you actually just start working out and doing your shit. Mm. She was like, you know what? I'm actually going to get, she actually doing her little shit right now. I'm yeah. proud of her, but she ain't doing this. What she's, especially what, in the black community, like, we don't uh, take our health seriously. We feel like, like you said, we can yeah. eat whatever. We can do whatever. We don't have to exercise. Yeah. We still looking kind of good or whatever. Yeah. We're comfortable where we at. But, you know. We can increase our lifespan if we just take care of and feed our body with nutritious things. Work out. Yeah, so similar to you, um, I was able to help my mom with some stuff, help her, you know, get right, show her some exercises. She was dealing with carpet tunnel and stuff. Like, I was able to, yeah. And she plays keys, too, so as a musician, that's kind of, you know. You're you're better than butter. Literally. So, um, yeah, just being able to apply what I've learned um, and still learning to, to help people. That's really my goal for fitness and, you know, trying to make my, sure myself is healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I believe, like, because I feel it now. Like, when I eat certain things, my whole body feels a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And it actually plays a big part of, like, my mental health and stuff, too, because, like, mm-hmm. when I eat healthy and everything else, I think a certain type of way. I don't feel sluggish. I'm like, oh, man, just fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Let's just go home, go take a nap. It's like the foods you put into you release different toxins in your body mm-hmm. and it plays a big part in everything you do mm-hmm. and the biggest thing is like inflammation yeah eat some foods you it cause that inflammatory response what? and then that throws off everything making your body work harder than it needs to that's why you be feeling sluggish or you yeah. you know stop stuff. eating waffle house people <laughs> well no don't stop but you know <laughs> You know, look, I ain't know I got quiet on that one because that'd be the one of the only restaurants open after, <laughs> after, after 11. 11 o'clock. Well, you got Whataburger and Waffle House. Well, choose wisely. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. <laughs> but uh, or go your or go your ass home. True. And, and cook you a meal. Get some out the fridge. I, that was a message for me. <laughs> yes. Hey, there you go. Because uh, no, I'm 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 just as guilty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. You know, you go on your your times, you doing yeah. your thing, you on your shit stuff, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, I'm you like, can say shit. I, okay. I cuss on him. I don't say damn by five times already this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just had a moments, you fall off. But the key is you gonna fall off. You just yeah. gotta make sure you don't go too deep into the hole. Oh yeah, just gotta get back on track. Of it's course, ha- it happens with humans. Yeah, yeah, I, I fell down the rabbit hole a lot. You feel me? Yeah, I'm, it's bound to happen. I've been I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I'm the only part I'm upset about when I fall down the rabbit hole. I don't gain no fucking weight. Really? Yeah, my metabolism is super fucking fast. Fucking. Oh, you be eating the right stuff? No, I be eating bad stuff, and I still. That's be. what I'm saying. You be trying to gain muscle. We need to eat protein. I know. Protein. Uh, I eat a lot of protein, but you know. Make sure you take your vitamins. Yeah, that part. I I need to start taking my vitamins. You know. That I, stuff helps your body digest and absorb the correct. The you know. 
Yeah, I'm about to say go, I might go back and get my Flintstone vitamins from when I was a little kid. I still be taking women's gummies, little gummies. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's the worst little thing they pills. Hey, that's the worst thing they could have did. Made this uh, vitamins candy because yeah. my ass would be there eating that shit all day. But I found out it's really bad for you. So yeah. you know, I, 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 I had don't a friend do, who used to do that. What? I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm taking my vitamins. Matt actually, Matt Nick, she used to come home with she used to always get her my vitamins like that candy is so funny. This oh is my like, god. Early when she first went to college, this is funny. Though. Well, at least she took her vitamins. Yeah, my vitamins. Well, your, well, your vitamins. Hey, skin was looking good. I bet. Probably. Hey, hey that's how it goes. But all right, so you got a slogan. It's called well, it's a slogan that other people use too. But you actually adapted to like literally everything you do. Literally everything. Everything yeah. you do. Um, oh yeah, this. Trust yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. You know, yeah, it's on her shirt. Yeah. It's, See, okay, bet. It's, uh, <laughs> it's everywhere. So, uh, where does that come from? Um, so when I was playing basketball, mm-hmm. had this coach, uh, Coach Ivy. She's not coaching here anymore. She's a head coach somewhere else. But um, she was an assistant coach, and I wasn't getting much playing time. Um, but she'll always tell me. She always. She was so encouraging to me, yeah. and I missed her so much after my freshman year. She was um, so encouraging to me. She would always tell me trust the process. Yeah. I trust the process. And so when she left, um, I kind of did. But, yeah, uh, once Coach Ivy left, didn't have that support from the – well, I did have the support from coaching staff, but not from my head coach. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, so I always felt I was very discouraged, very down all the time, um, doubting myself. And I always just kept saying in my head, trust the process, trust the process. Once I started to make progress and see, you know, um, okay, so that was just a, a stage, a phase. Yeah. Now I'm progressing. That's where it came in, trust the process. Like, mm-hmm. just keep, you know, repeating it to myself. Yeah. And so I really just adopted that. I've seen from my freshman year to my senior year just how, and that was a span of four years, um, I just saw how much it is just a process. Life is, itself is a process. Everything yeah. is a process. process. You know what I mean? If okay. you have a goal, getting to it is the process. So... Um, I had to get comfortable with being in that position. I'm not playing. I'm not um, doing what I want to do exactly. But at the end of the day, if I keep working and putting in, you know, the what work. I need, yeah, putting in the work, it's going to happen. So I just need to trust the process. But just have faith, basically. Yeah. Dang. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think, uh, so who had it first? You are the uh, 76ers. I think, uh, wait, when did NBA get the? I think they adopted that like almost either the same year. <laughs> it was it was around the same time because everybody was getting big on Twitter, like the yeah. athletics. And this was 2016 when I came to um, yeah, you hear the, the college. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I just remember seeing it on uh, Twitter yeah. a few times too, and I was like, man, this is me. Exactly. <laughs> I just thought it's popular, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Like you stole my line. <laughs> right. No, I'll be swearing people be stealing my words back yeah. in high school, and then next thing you know, they end up on some rappers. Yep. And I was like, nah, I know. Like, yeah. the shiznit, that was my shit. I said that shit back in, like, because I couldn't cuss properly. You know, I can't cuss in front of people. Uh-huh. So I came up with that shit in middle school. Next thing I heard that shit on, like, MTV or, like, some real, like, some reality TV show. I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Give me my copyright. Same thing with music. Like, I'll have a line, yeah. and I have songs recorded. I'll listen to somebody else's song. Like, it just came out, too. I'll be like, oh. I, I did that first, but it's okay. You're like, more popular. I was like, I can understand. I just give me, cred- give, me my, give me my credit, though. <laughs> nah. Yeah. But, uh, I understand what you mean. But, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Just how I progress over there and 
just dealing with life in general. Trust the process. So, what's the uh, all right? What's the process you had to trust with the music? Um, I'm still in this process because you know everybody wants to be like we have our big goals. Yeah. But we have the little things and the lessons that we have to learn um, as we get to that bigger goal, so we can be ready for it. So, okay. um, in this process now, like I, I didn't uh, make it to American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> That's for a reason, okay? Yeah. I didn't need to go that route, okay? I right. just got to believe that there's something better coming. If I, you know, say, dang, that was my one shot and I'm stuck on that, I'm not going to be able to focus on what's coming next. You're so right. that's where it's like, just trust the process. If that didn't work out, must be because something else is coming, okay? Just continue to trust the process. So um, even with his music stuff, sometimes I, I get very doubtful. But at the end of the day, I know I'm never going to stop. Yeah. And so something has to come out of that. So if I, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so what about with the fitness? Trust the process. Oh, because I didn't just wake up one day with my arms defined. <laughs> exactly. Chisel. Yeah. I didn't wake up one day like that. No, I had to. Like you said, we have our times. We're on our stuff, on our shit, uh, working out, eating good. And we fall in the rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. So if I fall in the rabbit hole, hole and I'm like, fuck it. Well. I done already messed up. Ain't no need for me to try to do it again. No, just be like, okay, this is part of it. Yeah. I've learned this is what this is why I did this. This is why you know. Yeah. So I got to get back on it. Start eating right. Start you know, and that takes it takes a while. I think I've been graduated for two years now, and I think um, I'm just now like really getting to into my goal as far as fitness goes. Yeah. So that, that whole thing is not an overnight process. You can't work out. You can't go to two or three workout sessions and expect yourself to snap back. Exactly. I mean, so. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Getting to what you want to do, that's, everything is a process. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Because, look, well, one thing I keep from every time when I don't work out is just my arms. Mm-hmm. But as far as everything goes, I see the difference on myself before anybody else see it. Mm -hmm. like, oh, bro, you still big? I was like, nah, bro. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. Yeah, because we can notice those minor differences. Of course. Yeah. Like, I'm the. <sighs> but when everybody else can start to see it, ooh, you know you're doing something right. What? Hey, <laughs> wait, it's, it's springtime coming around the corner. Just, what? just, just wait, ladies. Twenty twenty-two. <laughs> hey. Oh. We out there. Ooh. I'm just gonna snap. I'm just gonna snap and right. just say it's gonna be popping like hot grease. For sure. <laughs> All right. So let's see. All right. So what? Oh, that's also one question. All right. So when it came down to your basketball, mm -hmm. because I see, I kind of see this because I do the videos for the the athletics now. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I see the coach have that same problem still. Was trusting certain players. Mm -hmm. uh, how how did that affect y'all mentally? Because as athletes, because I have seen sometimes when she put in players and they up and up, it's like a burst of energy. It's like boom, 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 boom. But then take them out, and then when it came down to the games, there I feel like they should have been playing more. Mm -hmm. I know it's a coaching decision, mm -hmm. but for sure. You know, people always criticize on the sideline, but even I feel like players even criticize like, bro, why, why mm -hmm. the fuck you ain't playing? Yeah, playing me, but yeah. Um, I will say, me playing basketball, that was probably one of the biggest mental struggles that I had to, you know, yeah. uh, something mentally. That's when I really 
matured playing basketball. Yeah. Um, it was tough mentally, not even going to lie. Uh, at my junior year, I think I started, that's when I went to counseling services, started to talk to somebody yeah. as far as because my mental health was really declining. So, you know, like I said, I was discouraged. You know, I'm not getting that feedback from a coach. I was feeling like, dang, why am I even here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I had other stuff going on with school, life, all that stuff. So that's when I decided to reach out to uh, the counseling services and actually take, you know, uh, take an appointment with one of their therapists and just to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. So um, my my junior and senior year, I was going to talk to a therapist even during basketball season and stuff like that. The good thing about that, they don't tell your coach, yeah. or you know, because they can't tell anybody. It's confidential. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that helped me, but as far as that, like mentally, that's when I had to learn like I can't um, depend on other people's opinions. Although it was hard for me to accept and learn that lesson during it, I know for sure after I graduated, I look back on it, um, just reminiscing on that whole experience. And I just depended too much on her um, her opinion. I was looking for too much feedback. Although it would have been nice, that's what you expect from Coaches. You know, a coach. But that just taught me a life lesson. Like sometimes you're not going to get the support from people that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but you still got to be know who you are, you know, yeah. believe in yourself and do what you do. You can't let that stop you. So many times I wanted to quit. Ooh, every – I mean, my freshman year I thought they were going to kick me off because mm-hmm. she didn't play me, so why would you bring me back? She yeah. thought, but she brought me back. Sophomore year I wanted to quit because um, they brought in a whole other point guard. And uh, I almost didn't get – you know, I felt like uh-huh. I didn't get a chance. Every year I just said I wanted to quit, but I never did because I had my, my people at home saying, Faith, you can't let somebody take your love away from the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Can can't give them that type of power over me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been doing this, um, and I'm gonna prove them wrong. Um, I'm never one to quit anyway. But just it was in my mind. You know what? I don't have to deal with this. I got my music. I'm smart. I got my huh. academic scholarships. Like oh. I really don't need this. But I stayed just to prove something to myself. Yeah. Really. Um, <clears throat> And so, yeah, it was that was tough mentally, but I will say it taught me one of the biggest lessons, like, believe in yourself because yeah. nobody else – I mean, some in some cases nobody else will, and you'll just have to be your own support, your own cheerleader, your own coach. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. I see – I talked to a lot of the players that – past players, mm-hmm. and all the stories kind of the same. So, that's all I was like – Yeah. So, I was like – I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can go all on and on about that, but that's what just what I have to say about that. I can feel you on that one. Yeah. yeah. We can we can leave that right there. <laughs> and if yeah. you if you catch our drift, you you can just call it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So what are some things that you know have shaped your life? Like for I know it's some because you know bad things happen to mm-hmm. us and it, it shape us and it's like. It's shape us, how do I put it? At the, at the moment, it's just, it's like full of negative. Mm-hmm. But later on, you use it after you heal and become like a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some things that shaped your life? You know? Um, <clears throat> as far as in my childhood, I would just say um, being raised by a single mom with my two older brothers. Okay. Um, and seeing her work ethic and yeah. how she, how she had to, move to provide for all, us three and what it took just you know for us to be able to 
live, survive. Facts. Um, acknowledging that work ethic. Uh, my grandmother, um, she small town, small town girl, raised on the farm, and she came to Pensacola, and she was able to open up her own business uh, as far as a assisted living facility. And my grandma's seventy five, and she's still running this assisted living facility. What the? Yes. Hey, go on, Granny. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like she's taking care of people who are younger than her, which yeah. I think is a mad flex. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just seeing just that process of that coming up. Uh, learning about my family history and, you know, some of the things that we've overcame yeah. um, just to be where we are. And we're not even done not yet. yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? So um, those are some big things. Um, basketball, of course, was one, yeah. one of the bigger ones as far as in my um, adult life that taught me, you know, is that still considered adolescence in college? I think you're an adult at that point. Well, I, I think you're you're in the transition. Okay, yeah, transitioning into adult. I feel like in college you're still just trying to find your way. Because like this is time you're finding you yeah. versus someone else telling you how you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So until you, I feel like until you like really graduate or like to like 25 or so, you still adolescent. Okay. In, in my that's in my opinion. Well, Lord, okay. That, that's in my opinion. Like, you still yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine what adult life gonna be when I turn 25. Hey, oh my God. <laughs> hey, <laughs> your insurance, your insurance rate go down. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good thing. But then I had to start paying for my own medical insurance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank God well, for the VA. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank God for the military, because I don't got to do that no more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, the pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that really, uh, so many, so, so many things happened, just right after the pandemic hit, within like that five month span, probably. Um. I was dealing with mental health, um, everything that I knew. I'm still, I hadn't graduated yet, but I was graduating that semester. I think everything shut down in March of 2020. And um, I was still, we just had finished basketball, but literally they shut down everything on campus. And it was almost like (laughs) my whole life was gone. Because, you know, (laughs) like I, I, everything that I did was centered on this campus. So at this time, so I depended so much on my social life, all this stuff on UWF and it shut down out of nowhere. So I started making music like crazy. <laughs> Wasn't sleeping some nights, you know? Dang. And that caught up to me as far as my mental health and yeah. being anxious and all that stuff and being depressed. And um, that time taught me a lot. I had an issue with a close friend of mine um, <laughs> tried me on some very inappropriate yeah. Um, stuff. It's, yeah, like sexual type stuff it was just like and it came out of nowhere i didn't know how to deal with that either and that put me in a position where um you know it took me to a place mentally i didn't tell anybody but it it kind of that really messed with me mentally and so i i learned a lot from that um bouncing back from that um i even admit i I admitted myself into lakeview because i could not go to sleep (laughs) I possibly I could not go to sleep. I didn't know what else to do. Um, so I just, I voluntarily took myself to Lakeview, and I stayed there for about three days. Uh, just to, uh, I was able to calm down. They gave me some stuff to sleep and stuff like that. But, yeah, that um, that experience shaped me even when I was in that, in the facility at Lakeview. I met this little girl. Um, she was like 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, I think I was 21 around this, 21 around this time. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> So uh, she was singing. She's a singer and all that stuff. And uh, we was at this round table. We had this. We're making crafts. We made um, what's it called? The 
it's like a bottle with the water and the glitter in it. You oh, yeah, I remember. That. What's that called? Where, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did it at elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we made one of those. It was pretty cool, though. And then we had a YouTube TV just like this. They said, turn on something on YouTube. So I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to my music in about two days. Yeah. <laughs> so let me turn it on. Yeah. And so I turned on some of my music. And then, like, I started chatting with some of the people at the table and just telling them about myself and about my life. And this girl, like, you know, she always wanted to sing, and she that's when she let me know, hey, I can sing too, and we started to sing and all this stuff, and um, it was almost like she was, like, real life mesmerized about what I could do. I told her, yeah, I made the song, da, 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 da. and even after we got out of there, which is the biggest thing, she would always reach out to me on Instagram. She found me somehow yeah. on there, um, and we always talk, we chat. She's in a much better place now. I think she was going through, like, some foster stuff or something like that. Yeah. And um, she just didn't have, like, uh, I don't know. It was some stuff with her family or something. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, just seeing me make that impact right there, just seeing just that whole experience, just being able to talk with different people, <laughs> different experiences, have different things going on. Yeah. Um, that was an experience for me. That taught me a lot. That shaped my life. Changed my whole perspective. Uh, everything. Basic, yeah, oh, and everything, basically. Yeah. So um, I know for sure I'm more, way more aware of mental health, way more compassionate of people and their situations because you never know. Yeah. People get normal people. You never yeah. know what they're going through. Oh, yeah. the ones so, And it's the ones usually with the smile on their face. That need the most help. <laughs> they need the most help. The ones that they seem like, oh, yeah, they got everything together. Yeah. Nah. Probably struggling. And I'm so struggling. that just made me like, okay, so everybody's out here kind of going through it. Yeah. Some people have it worse, but you just got to be kind, you know, compassionate. So, yeah, those are the, the biggest um, experiences that have shaped, shaped my life. Yeah. Man, I know that part was a, a big growth, thing, growth experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, Cause, man, nobody ever sees themselves in that type of position. position uh, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think same thing for like the male side too. They, they don't see themselves in these positions, mm-hmm. and when it happens, it's just like, damn. And like the communication on both sides needs to be held. Like communication is big. That I feel like communication is everything mm-hmm. in life, and talking to the people and friends and everything about situations, because like, and you know what's so funny. Uh, you know how you said you had that little round table talk with mm-hmm. the people out there? That's what I had in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was during the Bible study at jail. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting down, we were just talking. You know, everybody seemed like they want to come up and talk to me. I don't know why they want to talk to me. Because, mm-hmm. like. You probably because you stand out. You're I, like, you don't have to, you look like you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> but I got the, like, the best words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I learned so many other people. Like stories and stuff, and it gave me like a other perspective of things, mm-hmm. cause like some of them been there for like a couple months, some of them been there for years, mm-hmm. and some of them like got this calluses on their head, like they mind about how they perceive things now, how they do things now, like the respect and different things. But sitting down, and talk to them, you hear the, like they things they they going through, like while they in jail for, mm-hmm. and you be like, dang. They wasn't really acting out like that because of this. Mm-hmm. It's because they was going through like some type of depression, some type of stuff. Yeah. Like this one guy, um, he had lost his son. Uh, his, 
one of the friends was, they were playing with a gun and shot him. Mm. And his son was actually like, a, he played at PHS or something. Uh, great athlete. Think he's on my yard. Had scholarship offers, and everything else too. Mm. And I think he just went in a downward spiral, and everything. And like, he's like, man, yeah, I just started using drugs because I didn't know how to cope. And I can imagine that because I started thinking like, I remember my first went to jail. The like two three days later, uh, I had a court the hearing for custody of my son. And my son had to look at me in handcuffs, and my old karate teacher looking at me in handcuffs. My mom and my grandma's first time seeing me like from like two or three days after I got arrested. Mm-hmm. And that just it broke me. So I'm just thinking like, bro, I can just imagine like losing that, the ability to actually see my son or touch my son, which I kind of felt at that moment because my son actually was trying to walk up towards me and give me a hug mm-hmm. and the cops wouldn't let him come near me. So it was just like, I had to do a lot of self-reflecting mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I look back at it, all cranking down from communication and like mental mental state on every aspect mm-hmm. because how I may experience something is not how someone else could experience something. Mm-hmm. So after learning that, I was like, man, how I may perceive things is not the same way. So let me go figure out like what's going on with me so I can come to a better perspective so I won't be in this position no more. Mm-hmm. Because it ain't just, that position didn't just hurt me, hurt everybody yeah, around yeah. you. And you don't see that at first, but that's why I say your choices you make in life is really not just your choice. It's mm-hmm. a choice that's going to affect everybody else, like friendships, mm-hmm. relationships, family, and everything else, too. And, like, the way people look at you now. So, like, like I had to do a lot of mm-hmm. soul searching and everything. It's sometimes, as unfortunate as it seems, that yeah. that's the position that God puts us in because he is trying to tell us something. Yeah, he had a hump, and yeah. it was a humbling experience. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> for sure. Because I'm going to tell you, I ain't telling nobody else this. Because um, I found out like a couple of weeks, a month ago. Because, uh, like, this is one girl that uh, I hooked up with, like, when I first came back from military. Mm-hmm. Like we hooked up, blah blah. I see her at the party still. She still dance. We still talking and everything else too. But you know, you always are, after you know you get like more mature and wise, mm-hmm. you start seeing like something ain't right. Mm-hmm. So I talked to her and everything else too. Like what like time we be hooked up and everything. She was like, Nah, I don't think it's because I was like, What? What you mean? She was like, See, before you got there, I was drinking and everything, and I wasn't in my right state of mind. I was like, I didn't know that. I popped up next like. Afterwards, we played the Wii and everything. You said you want to watch a movie, blah, blah, blah. We, we hooked up and found out she left school for that. And that made me feel like shit. Mm. I was like, dang. Me thinking like, bro, this is just, we hooking up and everything else. Too not knowing that she was already under the influence of stuff. And turn around now, I feel like, yo, she just stopped going to school. I affected her life in a way that shouldn't have been affected. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. I straight right there and apologized and like really it was like the most I felt like it was more for her than it was for me mm-hmm. but it like I could feel like the weight coming from off of her mm-hmm. and it's just like she gave she me needed to hear that. yeah cause I always see her around and then like she always had this attitude but yeah. like it's not an attitude you knew something was off exactly. you just couldn't you couldn't tell exactly. and I'll be thinking at that point I was like dang I'm glad like, that she communicated that with you at least. Exactly, because yes. I talked to my therapist after that. Because I was like, man, I feel like shit. She's like, what you mean? It's like, because like, 
I found out, like, I hooked up with this girl. Then I didn't know she's under influence. I came over. She invited me over. Played the game. Played the weed. Next thing you know, we hooked up. To turn around and find out, like, she felt some type of way about how when we hooked up and stuff. I was like, I know we ain't never hooked up again, but we still talked every time between. Mm-hmm. And I felt like shit. She said like, that just shows that you're, you're, you're not that type of person that yeah. would do stuff like that. Because the fact if you, if you was like, no, nah, it's just you, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. you're just unacknowledging the other person's yeah. feelings. Because like, we go through a life and we experience things different. I just tell, I was, she's like, I just not not how I look at things now. Communication is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. Because like, I didn't know she was under influence. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, like, dang, is that my fault? But at the same time, it's my fault because I was over there. And not actually communicating with her. I'm yeah. still like, boom. So I feel like we need to learn more. That's something that I feel like need to be taught more, not just in, like, personal, like, schools and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, parents need to talk about that, communicating yeah. on both sides. And I feel like that's a big thing, and especially in college. Yeah. Seeing, you know. Everybody's yeah. they have their own freedom now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they And it's a lot it's, it's just, a lot of drunk hookups. Yeah. Yeah. And And a lot of miscommunication, like you say. Yeah. So cause, you know, some people can have their mindset on one thing, somebody else can just go, oh, we just chilling, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And then like the way I feel like we all think the same way, mm-hmm. but it's just like not communicated. And that's the big, that's where, like I said, it need to be had. Uh, like, now if you're both on the influence and y'all hook up, some, I feel like they need to have more categories versus just like, oh, this is that, this is that. I was like, there could be some people hook up with people and like, they ain't regret it. the next day. Like, dang, I ain't want to hook up with that guy. I ain't want to hook up with that girl. Man, she took advantage. I don't, I don't, I feel like they need to sit down and make more communications about situations like that mm-hmm. so we can all understand like, because no one should have to go through this type of trauma mm-hmm. on either side. For sure. Because, man, that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it lives with you in your head because you're like, dang, I done. But it, it, if you use it in the right way, mm-hmm. it grows you as a yeah. person, which actually allows you to not just heal yourself, but affect the way other people look at things from now on and help them mm-hmm. communicate what they need to be communicated. For sure. I know in my situation specifically, it just taught me to re- I need to reinforce my boundaries yep. uh, more assertively. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's just a small lesson I took from that, but something that can make a huge difference. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't have been in that situation, or maybe I won't be in that situation again if I just yeah more assertive. So, yeah. like you said, I know um, UWF, their uh, counseling services, when they do their workshops they always talk about how when somebody is under the influence or you guys have been drinking that doesn't really count as consent and so they they tell you like they they tell you not to you know engage if possible when you're under the influence try not to engage and stuff like that yeah so um i think that's like you said needs to be more awareness needs to be a spread over something like that but i i think the counseling services up here does a great a job. Good job. A yeah, great trying to job. Stri- spread that awareness about all types of things that, you know what I mean, drugs and alcohol yeah. and sexual assaults and mental health, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, contact with y'all, uh, counselors, y'all, and sure. uh, mental health is really important. Uh, have these conversations because I think people are so scared to have these conversations mm-hmm. because they're going to be like, dang, was I at guilt for this thing? 
But no, it's just for better knowledge. Because now you know better, you it's up to you not to do better. Because mm-hmm. I think about it all the times, like, because I threw parties. So, you know. For <laughs> it, for it. <laughs> so, I'm just thinking about, like, you know, think how many people hook up with people after they leave a party. Mm-hmm. Or how many times people came over after the party mm-hmm. and hooked up with either me or, or someone else who it doesn't even have to be me just saying in general mm-hmm. I'm like dang it's it's like so many situational because like they may regret it next day and like bro if they was drinking at the party they under the influence mm-hmm. so like I feel like this whole culture where we got now is like a, a hookup culture after you leave the club and everything mm-hmm. and you're not in your right mind some people be like yeah I know what I wanted from now that's cool yeah whatever but like you gotta start paying attention and be aware of these yeah. different things now, cause man, mental health is important, and I feel like now in these different days and ages, we're coming to a point where now it's being more addressed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But uh, for closing remarks, what 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 do you want to leave these people with? Um, I don't really have much to say, but thanks for having me and. Um, you know, continue to trust the process and everything yeah. that you do. Um, everything that, you know, everybody who's watching, whatever you have going on, if you're working towards something and it's not going your way right now, just remember why you're doing it and trust the process. It's, you're going to fail more than you are going to succeed. That's just part of it. So yes. just trust the process and uh, be on the lookout for my A6 music video. Um, that's coming out soon. I'm still waiting on seeing a piece of it, but... Um, I'm being patient, <laughs> trusting the process. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, new music coming soon. Just getting my life together real quick. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I want to actually thank you again for coming on just just to share with your story and everything mm-hmm. and your process Yes. that you're trusting and everything. And uh, I just want to thank you for just just for everything, your music and all, because, look, it was for your music. I would not have no intro. <laughs> uh, well, I'm honored that you're using it for your intro. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because, look, y'all understand, like, once I, when I hear your music, I I get my, like, I flash back over my life. Mm-hmm. So if music can make me flash back over my life, that means some good damn music. Yeah. Uh, hey, okay. not, not, a lot of mu- not a lot it. of music can make people flash back. So, y'all, That's go true. check it out. Go check her out. Especially you're in local surrounding areas. Uh, especially, hey, I'm gonna tell y'all the song right now. A five O man, it represents all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Homegrown. <laughs> homegrown, baby, homegrown. But all right, for my closing remarks, I want to say, uh, communicate, y'all. Trust the process, uh, and have these conversations that are hard to have because mm-hmm. it's better for both parties to mm-hmm. mature in both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It brings more awareness. More awareness. Let's start being more aware, y'all. And like I always say, dream big dreams because small dreams have a little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you couldn't fail? So I love y'all. Thank y'all. Thank Faith again. Peace, love, and happiness. We out. Okay. <laughs>